Your attention, please. please. Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue streams and unfair, unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include better wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates. Manny Coates. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates, and I will be your host. And this is the show where we discuss all things Amazon private label and how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show. Get it? AMPM podcast. As a matter of fact, I just purchased a bunch of super colorful dress socks. Not my typical black, brown, and white socks, you know, the standard boring stuff, but super bright reds and fluorescent greens and even striped and polka dotted socks. And while I was trying to raise my fashion status by hopefully a point or two, I was making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hey, everybody. I am here with Ari and Chelsea Cohen. How are you guys doing? Good. Doing awesome. Thanks for having us. It's my pleasure to have you on the show. Just to tell everybody a little bit about you, you guys are originally from Southern California. I was just told you're now in Austin, Texas, and you've been selling on Amazon for three years. Your business now is doing over a million dollars a year in revenue and growing. Is that correct so far? Do I have that right? Yep. Perfect. And I, I believe Ari, your background is in business consulting in the automotive repair industry. And Chelsea, you are a financial account manager for artists and celebrities. So far, so good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, yeah. cool. So yeah, I, I actually met you guys at the amazing event. You guys were speakers there. You guys just crushed it. Everybody loved you guys. I thought you were going to win it. You're on stage, Chelsea. The vote was, <laughs> was you're right there. It was really good. So, but yeah, let's tell everybody a little bit more about you guys. You said you're selling, you've been selling on Amazon for three years. Where are your monthly sales right now? Monthly sales? Well, right now, right now they're between a hundred, like around a hundred, uh, between they 80 to a hundred grand. Yeah, like, this is our slow season. So yeah. like, you okay. know, one, 100 to 125 and right now it's dropped below the hundred mark, but. Okay. All right, cool. It still puts you over the million. So. Where uh, people always ask, well, those are just big numbers. Where are the profit margins at? Where do you guys typically fall? Our, yeah, our profit margins, and that's the, you know one of the things we are are working on getting better. Our profit margins are probably around thirty percent. Um, so that's that's one of the things that we're working on getting into improving because we're in the kitchen and dining space mm-hmm. currently, and the uh, profit margins are always a little bit slimmer in kitchen and dining. Um, mostly because the, the prices, uh, of most products that sell well are, you know, in the kind of $20 and under range. Yeah. Is that where you guys are? That, that range right there, $20 or less. Okay. We're making that shift. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. Well, 30% is pretty healthy. I think it's what I always shoot for. If I can hit 30%, I'm pretty happy. So Mm -hmm. how many ASINs actually make up your revenue stream? About 12 now. We have about 12, I think. 12 and, and four or five of those 12 are the ones that generate 90% of the, of the income. Okay, cool. So you guys are doing six figures per month. How much money did you actually start your Amazon business with? Uh, $8,000. $8, yeah, $8,000 was between the Amazing Selling Machine course and the trip to Vegas and our inventory and the shipping. And in total, it was just under $8,000. Wow. So the 8000 included the training, which is probably about half of that when you yeah. factor everything so in. Our first shipment was, um, I'd say about $3,000. Okay. 
with shipping and, uh, and, um, product costs. Okay. Do you guys sell only in the U S right now? Yeah, correct. Yeah. We did a little bit in the UK. Um, but we pulled out of there. We didn't find it extremely successful in our niche along, uh, with the, the, the VAT taxes. Yeah. So it didn't, it didn't work out for us. Um, we're focusing most of our attention on launching new products in the U S. Okay. Do you source from the U S or mainly China anywhere else? We do both. So most of our kitchen utensils are from China. Well, all of them are. We did try one from source from the U.S. and it didn't work out because the cost was so high and okay. the profit margin was like negative. Um, but then we also do sell some health food supplements that we source, uh, one of them from the U.S. and another one from another country. And okay. then we source some uh, gourmet grocery products from other countries. But all of the, the kitchen utensils are from China. OK, kitchen utensils. I've got to ask garlic presses. No, in that same vein. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. And cooking tools is what we call them. Awesome. How many hours would you guys say you, you work per week on your business? It totally varies. Um, right now we're working only probably 15, 20 hours a week between the two of us um, because we're volunteering a whole lot for the um, Hurricane Harvey relief, disaster relief. So we're working around the clock with our local church on that and volunteers. But in a, a normal week, we'll work 30 to 40 hours each, I think, um, yeah. realistically. And, um, but then we take a lot of time off to travel and spend time with family and, and do other church activities and things like that. So it, it's up and down. It's, it's hard to give you a consistent number because okay. we're inconsistent. <laughs> right. So when you guys are traveling around or you're working you know, a part-time shift, I guess a lot of people would say if you're working 20 hours or less, that's kind of like the dream for them. Do you have help? You have VAs or anybody that help you with your business? Yeah, we have um, we have a VA that is in the United States and two VAs that are in the Philippines um, who work for us full time. And then we also have a um, a couple of of independent contractors that work for us. We have a supply chain manager who is a, a lifesaver, uh, helps us with negotiating um, and sourcing products and doing all of the handling from our suppliers to uh, shipping to the U.S., handling all of the freight forwarding and all of those issues that drive us crazy. Cool. Is that somebody that you hired for yourself or is it a service that you're using? Uh, we actually hired her for ourselves. It was kind of a cool story. I'll keep it short. But <clears throat> at one of the amazing dot-com summits, this is about two years ago, um, Jason Katzenbach from stage was like, you know, one of the most important things is to network. And that's what you need to do at these events. So I'm going to do an exercise. He says, turn to the person to your right and introduce yourself and tell them your superpower and then vice versa. So I turned to this, not Chelsea, but in Chelsea's place in, in this uh, scenario, I turned to my right and I'm like, hi, my name is Ari and I'm good at communicating and training people and coaching. And she goes, oh, that's awesome. My name's Fiona and I do import export supply chain for China. Uh, and I have my own business here in the U.S. And I was like, whoa, can we hire you? <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, we went out to the to the hallway in the next break and we talked to her. And then when we got home, we hired her on the spot. And she's been one of our key um, key people ever since. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So if somebody's just starting out or let me ask you, when you first started out, you go back a few years. How many hours per week were you working then? Do you remember? Sure. I mean, I was working a full-time job for the first few months and then you were working part-time until you quit. So yeah, probably between about four hours a day, four hours a day. So yeah. And seven days a week, of course, because we put in time on the weekend when you're starting out. Mm -hmm. yeah. So 
whatever four times seven is. <laughs> okay, cool. A lot of people think they need just a, a massive amount of time. You were able to do it with a full-time job and build yourself and scale out. Cool. Awesome. So I just wanted to get a lot of the basic questions out of the way. People always want to know, you know where the speakers are that come on the show. So that was really cool. But I have some really cool questions that I want to ask you guys based on your expertise, what you guys spoke about you know, when we were in, in Las Vegas. We all went to dinner afterwards. But first question, what have you found to be the fastest way to boost your conversions on your sales? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I've always found that the fastest way is through bullet points. Um, that's actually one of my favorite topics to talk about is um, bullet points. I talked about it on stage um, at the event and um, specifically the first bullet point. Uh, so when you're doing conversion, you know, um, it's, a, it's a free thing that you can do. You know, you could redo images and those types of things help your conversion. But I found you look at bullet point number one and make sure that it's telling how you differentiate yourself from your competitors. The first problem for basically any Amazon shopper is they, they type in the keyword, they're looking for the product and then they get hundreds of choices. So that becomes their first problem is which one do I choose? And so you have to answer that in your first, the first sentence of your first bullet point, how you're different. So what we do is we look at our competitors and we go to their negative reviews, their one-star reviews, and we see what are people talking about? What are they saying that is negative about this product? And how can I spin that to my advantage? And the first bullet point is literally, unlike other products that have this and this and this problem, we solve that by, and then we lay out how we solve it. You know, if you've got some technical upgrade or you've got some, you know, additional feature or just that people aren't highlighting something that they, that everyone shares in common, you know, it, you, your product doesn't necessarily have to be different, but you communicate a difference in it that other people aren't highlighting. And that doing that will help to, to take that guessing game off of the buyer's um, plate. So they know that your product is superior because you're pointing it out. They already know they want the product. So you make it that they want your product basically. Yeah, that's super smart. So what about the camps that say, hey, you should stuff your bullets full of of keywords. Are you still doing that? Are you trying to get the juicy keywords in there while still doing what you just mentioned? Yes. Yeah. So you you should be able to, you know, just because you're talking about how you're different, you can vary the way that you're talking about it. You can pepper those keywords into how you're talking about um, your product. So you use every time you bring up your product, you you use a different keyword and that's, you know, do keyword stuffing. And at the same time, realize that you're talking to a person, you know, that a person is reading these bullet points or they're not reading them because they're boring and they're not saying anything. And then you're really, you know, those bullet points. Right. Now, do you do that just in bullet point one or do you do that with the other ones as well? Um, I go through the other ones and I do various different things with the other ones. Um, one of the things that I like to do is, uh, you know, as all good copywriting does, it really takes the, it takes the, the buyer or the potential buyer on a journey from what is their problem and where do they want to end up? And so you use your copywriting in those bullet points to, to show them that they can go from, you know, some pain point that they have to using your product and that product 
gets them the solution. So within the, the, the second and third bullet point, I usually have a way of taking them on that journey of from one side to the other. And then I also like to talk about and say fourth or fifth bullet point. I like to talk about our, us as a company and who we are and what we stand for um, so that they know that there's actually someone behind the company. It's not just a listing on Amazon. It's actually, you know, whether you're, you could be a family business and you bring up that you're a family business that works out really well for, um, for kids companies or for, you know, even for kitchen companies, we found that, uh, there was a lot of people who were very loyal. They would write us personally, you know, they would write, you know, uh, thank you so much, Chelsea, or, you know, or, uh, I really appreciate it. Ari, they would write us personally because we created a personal bond just by talking about us in, you know, our bullet points, uh, talking about us and our values as a company. And then also in the ebook that we put out, we would, um, introduce ourselves and it creates loyalty. Yeah, no, that's very cool. Very good advice. Do you guys have like an SOP or a list or something like that? where if somebody's listening or watching, they could actually see what you're talking about? Yeah. So um, we actually have our, our trainings that we, we did at the event. I talked a lot about bullet points and that's at uh, badassbusinessbuilders.org is the website mm-hmm. that we set up and we give free content. Uh, it's a free membership website and the bullet points um, uh, training that I have and SOP are available there. Okay, cool. So you have a really good listing, really good bullet points. But you need to drive traffic there. Let's talk about list building. Do you guys have any really cool tips to actually build up a list? Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's a couple of different things that we do. I, so I'm leaning in close here. One, because I love you, Manny. And two, because. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, we there's a couple of main things that we do. Well, there, I, I could talk about this for hours, but I'll keep it short. So number one is a really good email follow up sequence with uh, after each Amazon purchase. And so we use a third party service for that. And um, that basically shoots out three emails in a particular sequence spaced out at a particular number of days. And I won't get into all the details, but um, it, it's basically just building customer rapport. And so um, attached to that, attached to that email or in the email, we ask them um, to to uh, we can't direct them to our website so what we do is with every one of our products we encourage them to download our ebook so that's we attach an ebook well we used to attach it now we ask them to reply back and that actually gets the the customer interaction a little bit better but we have an ebook for each one of our products um, which chelsea will talk a little bit more about and then the third way that we do it is with product inserts so when they open up that package from Amazon. And the first thing that they see is a really nice full color, full size insert that thanks them and says, if you need anything, we're here to help and check out our website to register your warranty. Or if there's like an instructional video, it gives a tiny URL with a link to the video, which of course is hosted on our website. And then Chelsea can talk about the ebook and how that ties into the email list. Yeah. So we've been doing this since the beginning. So the past three years, we've used an ebook. It's a recipe ebook because we're in kitchen products. And so we have this, this uh, healthy recipe ebook and the third page of that ebook, um, you know, the first page is a cover. The second page is a little bit about us with a picture of ourselves and, you know, about our, our company. And then the third page is, you know, um, tells them, you know, stop before you do anything. I want you to go to this this link and we put a link to our website and it sends them to um, a contact page or a, 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 an opt-in page and they opt in and we say, you know, opt into to our VIP um, 
program where you can get discounts. You're, you can, you know, you will be, um, your warranty will be engaged and, and we'll send you recipes and things like that. And we get a lot of opt-ins off of, off of that, um, specifically. It's a way to send you, basically you're sending an ebook through Amazon's email system, but Amazon doesn't open up the PDFs and look to see if there are, are links in there. And so we've been for the past three years, um, sending, you know, these ninja links to our website through the eBooks. Um, and that has worked really well for us. Um, and then, and then the how to videos are what our biggest seller is a little bit complicated. The, the use of the product, it's a new newer product. And so it's kind of complicated. Our how to videos get more traffic than anything else on our website. And then we have a pop-up that, um, that opens up when people go over there and it, it asks them to opt into our list as well. So those are kind of the biggest drivers to building our list. Is the, are the how-to videos links within this PDF or is that a whole separate thing, two different things? Yeah. So we also have links to, we, so we have, you know, sign up for our VIP program and we also have, you know, uh, go watch our how-to videos and you can, you know, you'll, you'll press, it'll be a, a, an image inside the ebook that okay. looks like you can click play, but it just takes you, then it's, you know, it's a hot link that takes you to the website and gotcha. that video comes in and then the pop-up will catch them if they don't go and opt in the other way. Okay. Yes. It's just through quite a lot of trial and error. Like the ebook itself has um, quite a bit of content. It's only about 14 pages long. It's not a huge ebook, but whether they want recipes, whether they want a warranty or whether they want how to videos, or they want to sign up for a VIP club, any one of those four reasons, we hit all of those buttons in the ebook. So they're going to click on something if they've opened the ebook. They might not care about a warranty, but they want to watch the video. They might not care about the video, but they want the recipes. They're going to click on something. And then no matter what page they go to on our website, there, like she said, there's a sign up form pop up that pops up that offers them, you know, sign up for a newsletter and stay in touch. So even if they're not technically signing up for a warranty, all of those email addresses are filtered into the same pool. Nice. What percentage of people that you actually send the ebook to actually respond by clicking and going to your website? And then how many of those would you say sign up? I don't have actual stats on that, but no. we have, we have a list of about 5,000 customers. So we've sold out of gosh, tens and tens of thousands of products. So it's not a huge percentage, but right. It is what it is. I mean, of course, we're always trying to improve it. Right. What's the name of the email service, the follow-up service you're using? Uh, we use Manage by Stats, and then they have a, a portion of their suite of tools called Seller Mail. Okay. Yep. And it's a very reasonable price, um, actually cheaper than a lot of the competitors, and the customer service is amazing, and it's very customizable. So you guys take a, a PDF that you've created, you attach it. Is this going out on the very first email that you send out in the sequence or is it a second or third or how do you do that? We, we actually recently changed it and I'll tell you why. Um, but initially what we did is we had it attached to the first two out of three emails. So the same um, one, the same ebook, the same. So the first email is basically like, you know, Manny, your, 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 uh, thank you for purchasing. It's been shipped. You know, if you need anything, if you have any questions, let us know. By the way, here's your ebook. Make sure you check out the videos and the free uh, recipes and stuff. The second email would go out a few days later, usually about a week later. And that one would say, did you receive your product? 
And in case you missed it, here's the ebook. If you have any questions or concerns, please contact us before you contact Amazon. We're here to help. We love you, all that kind of stuff. And then, by the way, if you'd like to leave feedback, we'd link to the review. And then the third email is pretty much a repeat of the second one, only with without the ebook. Okay. Is the ebook an attachment or a link within the, the message? It's an attachment. Now, here's what we recently changed. We actually took the ebooks off. And we split tested it where instead of attaching the ebook, we didn't attach the ebook. And now what we're saying is please reply so for your ebook. And what that does is it gets more customers to reply to the emails, which gets them to engage with our customer service staff. And that's very, we did that for a very important reason. The more communication, real one-on-one communication between the customer service person and the customer, if they're a good customer service person, the higher likelihood you get a, a higher likelihood of getting a good review. So we don't just blatantly ask for reviews. We're very calm and kind of sly about it, but it's like we, we help, 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 help. And then once they're like, you guys are amazing. Thank you for giving me my ebook. Thank you for answering my question, blah, blah, blah. We're like, Hey, I'm so glad you're happy by the way. Yeah. You know, review and then they're like yeah you know katie helped us they're awesome they're above and beyond and the in, and there's an insert in the products uh that also direct them to our website for the ebook as well so they can download the ebook that way as well so there are multiple ways that we're actually giving them the e the ebook um okay. and the interesting thing about the inserts that we found is we've done multiple different tests on inserts um even one where we were giving away a 50 amazon gift card and by far the highest converting, you know, whether we're, you know, offering them coupons, you know, cross promoting products, um, Amazon, you know, gift card giveaways, uh, or an ebook, the highest converting was that was the, uh, insert to download the ebook. We got more emails off of downloading an ebook that we were already giving people. We got more emails because we were telling them, yeah, give us your email and we'll send you the ebook. And that's a- that's important because not everybody, not every Amazon shopper, myself included, checks the email address that's associated with their account. Mm-hmm. So the email address associated with my personal Prime shopping account, I never check that one. It doesn't even show up on my list of, of Gmail accounts. So I don't even check those emails. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a hypocrite in that way. <laughs> so it's, in case there are people like me, the inserts are very important. Yeah. Now that's smart. So. A lot of people will say there's risk with putting your website within the follow-up sequence, but since you're hiding it essentially within a PDF and the person has the option to open it or not, you guys never, never have you had a problem in three years, right? Right. In three years, we've never had a problem. I've only heard of one person who attributes that to a problem. Um, They said they think it was that. Um, and that's only one person I've ever heard of, and we've never had a problem. So, from, you know, everything's at your own risk, from but my recollection, never had a problem for us. Yeah, from my recollection, that one person was blatantly trying to cross-sell or cross-promote other products in their ebook. And Amazon is, in their terms of service, they say you're not allowed to do that. So we don't cross-sell anything in the ebook. It's 100% like content, content, help, help, help. Okay. It's not hey, thanks for buying product A. Here's a discount coupon code for product. We're not doing that. Right. Uh, on your listing, do you tell them that they're going to be getting an ebook? Is that like a bonus in one of your bullet points? Yeah. And we actually, just a tip for the listeners, we put an image of the ebook. So if I were selling this glass, there's an image of the ebook over here mm-hmm. in the main image. 
and per Amazon terms, you cannot put anything in the image that's not the product. Well, the ebook is now part of the product. It says so right in the mm-hmm. listing. So we're not violating yeah. their terms. It though. also is a great way of adding a pop of color to differentiate your main image from other people's main image. So you're putting that in the primary image? Yes. The, the ebook along with the main product? Yeah. Yep. We think it helps with that. It helps with traffic and it helps with conversion. Um, and it helps with, you know, standing out among all the, you know, glasses of water. Mm. Your glass of water has then, you know, everyone wants to put like an image, some sort of colorful image or something. If I've got gardening tools, I want to put, you know, a, a potted plant, Props. but that's not allowed. Yeah. Well, now I have an ebook that has a potted plant on it. Okay. So you, do you have a digital, is it like a digital book? I mean, it's like a, a fake book, right? That's been... Yeah, it's yeah. a digital, so the cover of the e like when they, when they open it. the PDF, there's a cover, and then our graphic designer just takes that and makes it look like a book, and then puts a little thing on the top um, infographic that says e-book. Okay. And then make it very clear in, the, in bullet point number three or four that we are sending you an e-book, and then we explain, check your inbox, this is a digital email, blah, 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 you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's very cool. There was a lot of good nuggets in that one, by the way, guys. So replay that one. That's very cool. I haven't heard of anybody actually putting the ebook on the primary image along with the product. So that's, that's pretty ninja. I'm going to have to yeah, try that one. Kitchen products don't do that though. Cause it doesn't work. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> of course not. All right. So let's talk about, let's say you're launching a new kitchen product and there's a ton of ways of launching products. What kind of launch strategies do you guys use that aren't your standard launch strategy? Something that's not going to cost an arm and a leg. Right. So I actually just trained on this at the ASM Summit in June. So, um, you know, another plug for our website, go to badassbusinessbuilders.org. And it's free. We don't sell you anything. Um, We don't spam you, nothing like that. Uh, We just upload tips and content there. But um, essentially what we do is we, we take this list that we've built. And every time we launch a product, we used to use services, and I won't name the names, but we used to use services and pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars on top of the discount that we're discounting. We would pay hundreds of dollars for some other company to essentially email, email blast their list and give a discount for our stuff. So now we just do that ourselves. So what we do is a four-part email sequence, and it's a... Um, Basically, we will create a coupon on Amazon for 70% off, which seems to be the threshold between a verified and unverified purchase. That's my opinion. I can't prove it. But if you go more than 70%, you get a little warning in the promotion section. So that was kind of my clue. Like, if they're warning me that I'm going beyond 70%, there must be a reason for the warning. So I do at max 70%. We'll do an email blast out to our list, and it's called giveaway. That's the title or the subject. It's not really a giveaway. It's a discount. But we say giveaway, you know, we're launching this such and such um, product, only 25 units available. And then we'll blast that out with nicely worded email uh, email with, you know, good um, hitting the right pain points and all that kind of stuff. And it's the first 25 people that reply to this email are going to get a 70% discount code. And we'll get 25 replies very, very quickly. And then what we'll do is all of those come into our customer service email account. So now our customer service person can choose how many units per day they want to send out. 
So we trickle out those codes, like five units the first day, seven units the next day, 10, 12, 15, et cetera. And then once those 25 or 50 codes um, have been sent out and, and they've been purchased, we'll do a duplicate, that's the second of the four email, another duplicate email with maybe 65% off instead of 70. So each one of those four emails is a slightly less, dis a slightly lower discount, but it's to the exact same list in case anyone missed it. Each time the people that didn't take action are like, oh my gosh, I better get it on this, on this one or I might miss out. Um, and we drive all that traffic through a particular type of super URL, which I cover in the video. And that gives us amazing keyword ranking and it doesn't cost a dime except for the, for the discounts that we're giving. Okay. Very smart. So you're using that initial list of 5,000 people you were talking about? Correct. Yeah. Now, if I'm sure a lot of your listeners are going, yeah, but Ari, I don't have a list of people. It's not fair. What about for people that don't have a list? Well, ever heard there, there's a really cool um, website out there. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's called um, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, Facebook. Maybe. <laughs> Facebook has a ton of these free groups that you can join. And they're groups of real customers, real Amazon shoppers that just want to get uh, discounted products. And um, it's not a review club because that's not really allowed anymore. I will give you this in exchange for a review. So we're just kind of finding groups that they're, they're not technically review clubs, but they expect discounted product. And um, they, so what I do is I'll use those clubs and what I'll do is in the ad copy for that post, I will say, here's the product. You must email me if you want this product. And I'll put my email address in the post, whatever the email, email or message. Yeah. Either way, you can Facebook, email Facebook, or Facebook DM message, me. but I like email because I don't, I try to stay off Facebook um, unless, you know, for work, but that works as well. So email or Facebook message. And then we create a spreadsheet. And every time someone asks for a code, this takes a little bit of legwork, but it's not that much. And it's worth saving money. This is for those of you that, that want to save money. Um, every time someone replies, we send them a code. We track the code in the spreadsheet with their name and their email address and the date that the code was sent. So if I do that 25 times in a day or two, um, then I can go back a few days later and just email myself and BCC all of those people. Hey, I, did you receive your you know, fancy rocks glass. If so, please leave a review with a link to the review. And, um, that's, you know, you can totally use Facebook groups instead of using your own email list. Okay. And that's for getting reviews, but it works really well for launching the product. You're using some, a special URL that has the keywords in there that, so you yeah. can control the ranking of that, of that keyword. Does this work if, for example, you have 5,000 people or you have a certain number of people that purchased kitchenware? Will this only work if somebody, if you're launching a product that's in that same exact niche or have you used it to launch something that's slightly different? We use it for all of our products. So we only have the one. List. All, of our, all our products are, are health related. So we've got a supplements brand and we've got a kitchen brand. So we've what? never launched like automotive products in that list. Yeah. I mean, basically what we do is we're building our brands, plural, around a type of customer rather than. I'm selling a spatula, so I have to sell kitchen tongs. That's not like, you, you can't think of it that way. You're trying to think of the person who's buying this product and what else can I market to that person? 
If someone is buying a health food supplement, there's no reason why they wouldn't want a health related kitchen gadget. So it's the same person, even though the products aren't necessarily used together. But that's not to say that you can't build a list that is full of people who just like deals across, sure. you know, various different niches. Um, you know, we have a, a friend who, who did that. They he just created a list of people who liked deals and he launches, you know, his products. His products are in a similar line, but he can launch anything. You know, he'll, he'll take other people's products who are not in the same niche and he'll help them launch it because he needs deals to feed to that list to keep that list engaged. So it's not to say that you can't build a list that wants, you know, products across various different um, spaces. Very cool. Love this stuff. Somebody who's watching this now and is thinking, wow, okay, I I'm totally want to get in. You guys have inspired me. How do you explain to people you know, how do they handle that struggle of whether they should quit their job and go all in on this new business or not? Because that seems to be one of the biggest things for people is like, you know what, there's a lot of risk for me to free up the time that's needed to actually do this business and the capital that I need to put into it. I'll say a couple of things. And then I know Chelsea has a really good answer for this question. We were just talking about this, but uh, I'll lean in a little closer because this is very important. So no, um, as far as risk, I mean, people ask a lot, like, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how much would you recommend doing this type of a business or taking this kind of a course or whatever? And really, it's if, if, if this is your scale of one to 10 on that same scale, what is your motivation level? So that goes back to what a lot of entrepreneurs and motivational speakers like to talk about, which is finding your why. And your why is your reason for succeeding. And the way I look at it is I go, yeah, there's risk. There's risk in doing anything, right? So, but I look at it from a lost income perspective. How much money will I lose if I don't do this? If I don't take the risk of building my own business, um, I could potentially lose millions of dollars. Where will I be in 10 years if I don't take any risks? Will I look back at my life and be happy and proud of where I am? Or will I be full of regret and I should have, I should have taken the risk. So that's one way to look at risk. And then she's got the more pragmatic. (laughs) Okay, let's hear it. Um, So what we did, I handle the finances. um, And what we did before we decided to quit is we saved some money. So putting some money aside, having some of that, you know, that rainy day fund you know, three to six months of your income, say your, your, um, your bills, your monthly bills, monthly expenses saved up, um, in, you know, a bank account. So we had money set aside and then we did the math and figured out how much, how much money, how many sales do I have to make or how much revenue do I have to make on a monthly basis to actually be able to cover my expenses, my personal expenses, and my business expenses and expansion. What is that number? And if you haven't figured out what that number is for you, then that's the first thing you have to do because it's just this nebulous, you know, should I quit my job? And there's no target to hit. And so you figure out that number. And then what you do is you hit that number consistently three months in a row and don't put Christmas or prime day in that three months. Don't consider November and December within that three months, but three months in a row, non-holiday, non-sale. And then you can feel comfortable because you've got money set aside. And then you, for three months in a row, hit your monthly need. Then you can feel comfortable, more comfortable 
in quitting your business. So instead of looking, you know, before you leap, you actually have a, a set and pragmatic way to go about deciding whether it's the right thing to do. Okay, great. Good piece of advice. Thank you guys. One final question for you guys. Actually, I have two. What would be your biggest piece of advice you'd give to a new seller who is now thinking about getting into this business? Um, I would say to move quickly. Amazon is a very fast paced business. Um, so to have, you know, have the confidence to, to move quickly. If you see an opportunity, don't think about it and wonder about it and, you know, uh, uh, worry about it for the next two months because, you know, if you act on it, if you don't act on it now, that opportunity might not exist in two, two months from now. So I would say move quickly and to feel confident, you know, and to, um, you know, to follow a system, whether that's, you know, uh, a course that you've, you know, you've studied, these people have, have learned and, and made mistakes. So follow, you know, the mentors or whoever you're listening to follow kind of their instructions and then just move quickly on it and don't wait. Okay, great. And my final question now, if you could go back in time, the two of you to when you first started your Amazon business, what would be the advice that you would give to yourself? My advice to myself would be to launch higher profit margin, more expensive products and launch them faster. So um, we are successful and, but we are making a pivot in our business now that I wish we did two years ago, three years ago. And that is that um, if we're selling 15 ish, 15 to $20 products, <clears throat> because Amazon's fees keep going up and the cost of advertising due to competition is also going up, that's eating into our profits. So if, we, if we're selling $30, 40 $50 products, we have a lot more room to be much, much more aggressive in our marketing. And then that means that higher profit dollars, because you can't pay the bills on profit margins. You pay on profit dollars. So we can get around that by lowering our price and moving high volume, but it, it can get stressful at times. So it's, if, if, if I could, I'd go back in time and launch higher profit margin, higher price products in probably lower competition areas um, where it takes less units to make the same money and then launch products faster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll just add to that um, to really kind of pick a horse and back it in terms of um, the different types of uh, promotion and audience building, um, you know, whether it's social media or it's, uh, you know, email marketing or it's blogging. There's a, we've, I've done a bunch of all of that, but haven't been consistent enough with one because I've tried to feel like I had to do it all. I have, to have the social media. I had to have, you know, the Instagram and the Facebook and, you know, and blogging. And then it just gets so overwhelming that I'm just like, I just stop all of it. I'm like, none of it's working. And it's, and if I hear it, I heard it put very well. It's like the, every single, every single one of those things is like its own Island. And so you're sitting on your Island and there's the Facebook Island over there and there's the, you know, email marketing Island and you're building these half bridges and you're never fully getting to those islands. You're never really making it, um, making it a success. You get halfway there and then you find, you try something else and it's kind of the entrepreneurial way. And it's definitely been my way. And so picking just that one horse and backing it and building a complete bridge to the other side is something that I would have, would tell myself, uh, 
because I did spend a lot of time wasted yeah. time on that. Yeah. Both of those are excellent. Yeah. Chelsea, I agree that whole shiny object syndrome, like, oh, I'm doing this, but I think this might work better. And then you don't quite give it 100%. We do it still to this day. We try not to do it. And I think if you focus, yeah, it's, it's perfect. And Ari, yeah, I agree with you going with those bigger products. Not only do they give you better margins, more profit, but at the same time, it's probably going to reduce your competition because you're going into a whole different price range. So you're not dealing with you know so many people that can afford the $4 products that they can buy from wherever it is versus something that costs them $10, $15, $20. So excellent advice. And of course, of course, go sign up for Helium 10 Amazon Seller Suite yeah. Tools. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. So let me ask you if somebody wants to reach out to you guys. I know you mentioned your website. We'll tag you definitely in the in the Facebook group as well. But what's the best way of, of somebody reaching out? If they want to find out more. Go to our website and go to our contact page. Uh, okay. There, there's a link there. Um, yeah, we don't do um, like a lot of personal coaching or things like that right now, just because we're spread super thin. But um, but we yeah, will we, if we someone is, has questions and we have don't have a video up about it. You yeah, know? we love the suggestions. If, if they suggest a video, hey, I was wondering about this, you know, film the video and, and we'll just throw it up on our, our free website. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, guys, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to having you guys back again. You've been listening to the AMPM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider, insider tools, tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.